at this point, I was just fighting wanting to live. So at this point, I had to let them go. This was always a known, okay thing. Oh, I know he did that, and this is family business. No, bitch, it's not. not. Molestation is not family Family business. business. This is a story of years later, me coming back and correcting a wrong. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to fix something. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's hump day. It's Wednesday, bitches. Your favorite hoes are on your screen again. If you're watching YouTube, which you should be. And if you aren't, I want to encourage you to click the link in this episode description right the fuck now and subscribe because there's some hot ass bitches in the house. This is a fact. We look cute. We really do. And this month, I don't know if you've joined us already, but it's a very, very, very special month for us. It is a Good Mom's Guide May. And do you know why it's a Good Mom's Guide? Tell them, baby. It's because your girls are authors, bitches. <laughs> and we wrote a book called A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices. This is a fact as well. This is our first book. We've worked tirelessly, very, very, very hard to produce this beautiful love child and now it's finally out and we're here to explore it with you. All of the themes in the book, all of the lessons, all of the funny and very personal stories. But before we get into the book, I just wanna, I just wanna remind everyone a few things that we have going on that um, are exciting. Number one, we're going to Mexico. We're going on a retreat. Hallelujah! Our retreat is happening July 2nd and July 12th. We're going to Sayulita, Mexico. Um, if you're not familiar with Sayulita, it's about an hour from Puerto Vallarta. If you're not familiar with Puerto Vallarta, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, bitch. Look it up online. Um, but yeah, we're going there. It's our eighth and ninth, seventh and eighth. It's our seventh. It's our seventh and eighth retreats. Yeah. <laughs> it's our first one in Mexico. It's on a very special property that's oceanfront. You. It's fucking beautiful, and it's special. It's our first time getting out of Costa Rica on the retreat. This retreat is like, this the, This part of Mexico is on a bed of rose quartz, so it's about to open up your motherfucking heart. It's about to restore you. It's about to relax you. We're about to nurture the fuck out of you, and you're not going to have to worry about shit. So if you're worrying about what you're going to do this summer, here's the answer, baby. We got you. You're coming to Mexico with us. You're coming in to release and heal, and, you know, just have your titties out and prance through the beach. France, baby. <sighs> anyway, how are you feeling? I'm great. I'm excited. I'm. We're in Atlanta right now. We're in this beautiful, beautiful, we're on a beautiful set, but we're in someone's beautiful house. Um, we're actually in the SE Content House here in Atlanta. If you are a podcaster, please make sure you check out the SE Content House. They have multiple sets, bomb ass, just vibes, energy, and it's owned by none other than our dear friend, who I'm going to introduce right now because she is our guest today, Samaya Burton of Sexual Essentials and also not just a, not just a sex pod. Not, not just, just another. Just another sex, sex podcast. That was poetic. Congratulations, <laughs> bitch, because this is really, you know, I'm just so proud of us, but I'm really, I want to give you your flowers because I'm just so proud of you. You are truly a rapid manifester like <laughs> you really are 
You are a money generator. You are a rapid manifester. Whatever you see, you create. And like, I know when we like about a oh my god, what was it like a year or two? No, ago? two years like with COVID because we were we were was, rubbing coochies online. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> no, two, but two and, and a half. Years not even ago. when we met though. Like when you came to the office where we were recording before. Mm, like you last, were talking. Last January. Yes, you were talking about your podcast and just what you wanted to create and just like you took you took you 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 studied and then you executed on such an elite level so this this space this content house you created is impeccable i'm beyond impressed so congratulations i'm so Thank proud you. of your friend you know <laughs> all of our friends are the shit it's really true every time i see my friends and like especially you i'm like this is a reflection of me i was like boss ass badass woman and it's your birthday and our dear friend is only 31 and fucking killing it. This is like our rich friend. We're like, we're going to go to our rich auntie's house. <laughs> Even though we're older than her. Like, we're going to go see our rich auntie because she's rich. Um, but for real, I'm very, 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 very proud of you for your bravery, for your courage, for sharing your story. And I'm just like, I'm just so proud of us because, you know, like we didn't really know each other from a can of paint. We've met each other on the internet. And then we just told each other right then, like, we're going to be friends. So... This we did make a decision. We were just like, we're, right hey, we're friends now. We're friends now. And then, like, I'm two weeks later, she's like, I'm coming to LA. And I was like, perfect, because we're friends. And, <laughs> and, we've, and we've actually uh, continued on that journey. And it's because you, you also manifested that. You said you wanted busy friends who could do the same thing. You know, this bitch loves to work and play. So this is like, <laughs> she only wants to be friends with you if you're going to work, too. <laughs> no, seriously. Or come to work with me. You got to be able to come to work with me. Um, I receive all of that. Thank you guys so much for just being there and setting the example. I think it's easy um, to develop the ideas because I'm seeing so many things that are possible. And every single time there's something on my list and I'm kind of like, I don't know. And then y'all come out and y'all do some form of that or you bring someone on the show that does that and it's like stop you have everything that you need you're good you know and so this is such a full circle moment yes. like this is some HBO documentary type shit <laughs> since we since we manifesting I just you know it's some HBO documentary type shit. I received that. I love HBO. I'm trying to be on a documentary. For okay. Sure, for sure. A little nip slip. I think about it all the time. Every time I make a vlog that I don't really want to make, I'm like, this is perfect for my E True Hollywood story. It's okay. I'm going to make the vlog. Get all the practice in. You know, I just started vlogging. I feel Girl. so behind. Yeah, no, no, I really I do kidding. be on really vlog. Do you know the amount I'm of, starting to vlog for real. You knew the amount real. of vlogs never before seen by never anyone. before seen by anyone that me and Jamila have made on our phones over the years. Like we would be TikTok real <laughs> mastering bitches by now, but no one on the earth has ever seen them. Over there like, and what then, the fuck are you talking and about? And then they mm. get lost. They get lost deep in the archive mm -hmm. and like never to be found again until my phone wants to like, you know, do those stupid ass memories where they trigger you, where they like show Look you here. old niggas you don't want to see and all types of shit. And I'm like, oh shit, there's that vlog that I, I never posted. I have a memory of Mila with the sex bar between your your legs and <laughs> we were doing the position of the day on and I was like hey guys I'm coming to LA and can you be on my Patreon and you're like sure what we're gonna do and I was like so I brought this stuff I brought this sex bar <laughs> and I'm gonna show people how to Erica you demonstrate it. you put it on like, okay and then Mila you fuck her like this and they tell me okay <laughs> Whatever you it's want. It's support for me. Whatever you want. You got to show up for your friend. <laughs> Their mom, mom's calling. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Our friend's to Maya. I'm working. <laughs> I'll call you right back. 
not interrupting me. David, you need to insert that clip right here. <laughs> I will send it It's pretty epic. It's pretty fucking good. Or join, go to Patreon to see it because it's it's, it's a moment. There's it, some nasty stuff in there. It's a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, think, speaking of niggas that our phone reminds us of that we don't want to see anymore, <laughs> this brings us to our book. <laughs> <laughs> Great intro. You like that? Yeah. Um, you know, we have a very robust book that we wrote for all the women, and I mean, really all the humans, because niggas need to read this. Men, <laughs> men need to read this book too. And um, we wanted to just get your perspective on some of the things. You know, I don't, I don't know if you guys have picked up your book yet, but pick the book up, okay? <laughs> I like three um, copies. Thank you. <laughs> um, Obsessed. The book is broken up in three in three parts. And the first part is Before Children, BC. And then the second part is... After Daddy. After Daddy. AD. And then the third <laughs> part is Revelation. Like, revelations, like, in the Bible. <laughs> but not the Bible. <laughs> um, so we kind of talked about our, our journeys and our experiences before we had kids, who we were, childhood stuff, because obviously like our parenting is directly di- directly affected by that. And then we talked about, you know, our pregnancies, finding out we were pregnant, giving birth, which is fucking, a tr- can be traumatic Trauma. and life-changing experience. And then we talked about our breakups and how that deeply affected us and how we healed through that and kind of finally, you know, got our, our, our grounds and got back on top. So we just want to talk to you about those things because I know you've had a similar experience. We are all single moms. This is a fact. <laughs> We're all single moms. <laughs> Didn't put it in my calendar that way, but here we are. I don't think <laughs> any of us put that but... shit in the calendar, honestly. Like, yeah. what the fuck? That wasn't the plan. But look at the glory. And, you know, even thinking about that, I'm like, I, I, this is a question for you because you've had tremendous success and in, like, an untraditional taboo space. Um, do you think that you would have come up on this space had you stayed in your relationship with your uh, child's father? I would not have been as successful at all. I did start Sexual Essentials when I was breastfeeding. So it was definitely something I was committing to, but I wasn't being my full self because there were so many things that the way I was being viewed as a mom and the things I wanted to teach and how I wanted to teach them and who would be able to see me. At one point, I was showing him my reels from some of the classes, like, are you okay with how this looks before I post it? But I'm not sucking a real dick. We don't even have that part on there. But, oh, I'm twerking or, you know what I'm saying, something like that. And it's like, oh, can you tone this down a little bit? And it's just like every single time you agree to that, you're chipping away from a part of you. And I also made a commitment. I made a commitment to this marriage, and I did not take that lightly. And more so than that, I made a commitment to my child just at conception that I am there. So it's like, am I doing everything I can do to make this work? And it felt like compromise. Mm -hmm. But when you get married before you know who you are and you've decided and made peace with who you are and the parts of you you thought you didn't want to be and you just accept the basket and how it looks, you know, you don't even realize that you're tripping away at you. And I made, I hit six figures and was making five figures a month. And I'm not talking about like the tens, you know, we got up to 35,000 a month on Patreon a year after this man, you know what I'm saying? Like left my life. And it's not as if I was not accountable for a part of this. I totally played a role. This was just the wrong decision, period. Mm -hmm. 
But still, it just shows me not being me was the key to every single thing that I wanted, that I desired. That, But if you don't give yourself permission to want something that is ballsy as fuck, then why should the universe or anybody else just give it to you, you know? And so, no, I would not be as successful. I would be working a job and working my business and packing my orders and not growing and not having my own office because your man cave is in the office and that's your personal space. But this business is, you know, and I, I would be explaining why the degree I have works the way that it does, mm. you know. And, you know, constantly feeling invalidated because you're the man of the house. Well, you're playing, you would be playing you know? it small. How, how old playing were, it small. How old were you when you got married? I was 22 when I got married. Wow, it's very young. I've always been so mature for my age. Y'all watching A Visuals, right? Because the quotations are out. The quotes. <laughs> the, and, you know, that's always just a sign of the trauma that we've you know, went through. And unfortunately, I hadn't unraveled that trauma. So it's not all his fault, nor mine, or any of that. It's really not that type of situation. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a I'm a mom that's single, mm -hmm. you know, and, but yeah, I, I was super mature. So I was very clear about what I wanted, but I wasn't clear on the, the entire vision. I wasn't really aware of the bigger picture. And the bigger picture was I'm meant to be a star. You know, Period. I am a major manifester. Do, do you think that you, um, I mean, because you got married at 22 and <clears throat> I think like, I think about when we were on your episode when we're talking about um, just like the checklist that women have as far as like, okay, you met the person, you're in love, you get married, then you have the baby, whereas versus like me and Mila kind of did it a little different. I got the baby I got, in, I got pregnant, then I got engaged, and obviously the, mm -hmm. the, the marriage never came to fruition, where, you know, Mila, she got pregnant. I, I don't know, maybe you were planning on getting married at some point, but that's just not the story of what happened. No, I'm not, I remember when I was seventh grade, I would plan on marrying him in the ninth grade. The plans were there. We were getting married. <laughs> but did you feel like, was the marriage kind of like what the next step was in your mind? Just oh, because, absolutely because not. of what society like has painted around no. love and you know what women should aspire to or was it that you truly wanted to marry this person and spend the rest of your life with him I truly wanted to be with this person I wanted to I wanted to commit to the type of love I wanted to have mm -hmm. and that is a very selfish way to love I can't commit to any of those things if I can't commit to myself so I really don't know how much I can commit to you and I told you I could give you everything and I did and that was stupid because I gave you everything and left myself with nothing, you know? Um, I never wanted to get married. I've always been a wild child. And it's just so crazy how many times I put myself in taming situations and I don't do well leashed up. It's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know, girl, you never repeat <laughs> two peas in a fucking pot. I've, yeah. I've definitely gotten into relationships with the thought, like, if I get in a relationship, I can sit the fuck down. Like, if I get in a relationship, I will chill out. Like, it's like my own punishment. Like, have a seat. It's my own, it's like my own yeah. leash. But now it's, um, but I met someone and I, I had the feels and, you know, they liked me at that time. And I would say that feelings escalated very quickly or whatever. And it felt right. And I, I think that something, and I think, I know that something I've had to work on over the years was even if it's right, it'll still be right if you give it time. Mm -hmm. But feeling so rushed to make decisions and to act and do something about the way that we feel, um, as well as modeling an incorrect marriage or union that I had been worshiping for years. Mm. So understanding that through my own Stockholm syndrome with my parents, I was idealizing 
something that was terrible for me, something that was breaking me down, something that was invalidating me. But when you go to therapy and you're trying to do the work, you think you're handling the issue that's right there at hand. But when you, a lot of people don't make it past the digging. Things get better and they're like, okay, so things got better. And for me, I, I had a child, which meant I didn't have that luxury. As soon as I had that child, motherly instinct saved me. And be, it was right then that I realized, oh, the way I'm thinking is fucked up because if somebody touches my kid like this or does my kid like that, you know what I mean? And so now I realized the marriage I had been modeling and the lifestyle I had been modeling was based off some fuck ass shit, like some generational patterns, generational cur curses. And so I didn't leave my marriage at all. He left me, but he left me because I started choosing myself more and we started bumping heads even more. Right, and right. even fixing and changing and being a better me just didn't save what wasn't meant to be saved. You know, right. So. I, I think about in our book, we have um, <clears throat> this. We have a bunch of different things in the book where women can kind of like check in with themselves and do do some work. And one of the things that I wish I would have done and I probably would have lied to myself even doing this mm -hmm. um, at that time um, was a checklist, like a list of like, should I have this baby or should I not? The reasons why it's a good idea to have yeah. this baby or the reasons why it's a good idea to get married versus the reasons why it may not be. And like, you know, I, I heard you mention that like you felt like your husband didn't like you very much yeah. and that he wasn't that, I guess, maybe loving during the times in, in your pregnancy. Can you like dive into that a little bit more? And I'm curious, like, would those things be on that checklist? Like, so I... You know, I'm Polly Princess. I'm just, I am free to be you and me. And whatever works for you, I accept that for you. And I want you to accept what works for me, right? Mm -hmm. So the truth was, is that like after a year of marriage, we were at that crosswords where it's like, I'm not happy. You're not happy. And, but also we were talking to people and they were saying, well, that's usually how it goes. If you've never lived together before you got married. Oh, and you, you didn't live together. We did not live oh. together. I was like... Was, why were you was religious? This? Was this like some traditional I, First of all, my shit? dad was a deacon, but also I am that Aries wild child. So the idea of living with somebody who I wasn't about to marry scared the shit out of me. Because I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, you know, no. And so I was like, okay, this work, this works, right? And we were spending almost every night together. You think, ignorant. I was 22. You, you know what I'm saying? You think that's close enough. You it's think that shit close enough. That shit farther, far as fuck, okay? So. <laughs> that's why people that think that, oh, I. I, I have a niece. I, say, I spent a lot of time with her. I basically raised her. Oh, no, no, you did, did not. You didn't raise her. Like, <laughs> she lived with you every day. <laughs> she did not know. And so, so um, we were asking people, and we, and mind you, we were. You don't know till you know, right? We didn't know it was wrong. We knew we liked each other. We didn't be like, I don't want to go down the aisle. Like, no, we wanted to do that mm. that day. Mm. <laughs> yeah. A year later, we were told what we were feeling was normal. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, well, let's do some work on it. Let's go to counseling. Let's do that. We did those things, right? Then it was like, okay, what else can we do? You know what I'm saying? What was the shift, though? The shift was that he finally realized that I wasn't going to stop fucking trying to work out my goddamn marriage. No, but what was you the know? shift in that, that in your relationship? That I mean, besides moving in. Oh, that in, I knew he didn't like me? Well, that moving in, like, you guys obviously were in love and loved each other. And then you moved in together and got married and something was different. Like, what do you think that different yeah, thing which, is? Because which he did not like me. Like, he you didn't know like you, you when you were like living with you. Then you know he really how you, got to see you yes, morning, night, wake yes, up, go to sleep. Yes, but also that's when all those traumas come out. That's when we lack of communication. But also, men have not been encouraged to voice what they have a problem with. They only speak up when it's too late. Mm -hmm. So when he did finally speak up, and I was, you know, it was too late. He had a energy about me. I'm not saying that he didn't love me. I'm not saying he didn't care for me. But 
the people you choose, the people you choose to hang around that make you feel good naturally or make you your most comfortable self. I was I was not his for his best self. And I respect the fuck out of him for setting that boundary with his damn self. And I saw that it was a struggle because it's like to everybody in the world, it was like we're breaking up a marriage and I don't see anything wrong. Mm. We, we, if anything, he's more supportive now. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you want to go travel, go do that shit as long as I ain't got to go. Like, you know, it's more support. But he wasn't happy. And men have been told to choose their responsibilities and their family for so long. And I commend him because I don't know what your gener generational patterns are like, but there are a lot of grandparents in our lives that really didn't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? And we, we skip over that. Mm. It's not his fault. And if anything, he set an example for me that I don't want to live the rest of my life with somebody that, bro, you, we still got to work on this marriage. And the one thing he could have did for me was tell me, I know that I haven't done everything I can do, but I realized I don't want to. Mm. He told you that? Yes. And he set me the fuck free because the way that I rationalize things, I can find a way to do anything. I'm a woman. I can do anything. I can make anything work. I can make anything cohesive. I can put anything back together. But he taught me that just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Right? Wow. That's, that's and you know, I think a lot of relationships have that element. I mean, some people have that element where, like, I think that in your journey of love, and there might be times where you don't like your partner. Like, I've talked to a lot of married people where they're, they've gone through those moments, and then they've surpassed yeah. those moments, and they've reconnected. Yeah. But then there's, like, when you have a deep understanding of, like, you are just not, this is not for me, and I don't want to do the work. And you can actually say that out loud. Like, what a gift, actually, yeah. that he was able to give you. I'm sure, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Was it heartbreaking for you to hear that? Or was it, you said you free. It was so free. much relief. It was relief. It, now, I'm not going to lie to you. Divorce, and not even just divorce, it was, I lost everything all at once. Life was like, okay, now we, now we talking some big shit, right? <laughs> so when God, the universe, whatever it is that you believe is like, it's time to make a change, they want everything to change, right? So you change one little thing, you're like, I changed my life. And the thing is that the universe chose for me, nah, now you got a chance to do this over. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, let go of everything. I lost my job within that. I lost, I lost my family. Like I cut off my parents and I lived down in like my only family in the city I live in is my ex-husband. Like he's still my emergency contact because I don't deal with my, he's family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so for me, it was a matter of letting everything go and being stripped of everything. But even realizing that he doesn't care for me, he wasn't trying to be mean. He can't help what he like or don't like. Only way I was even able to acknowledge that he didn't like me was because I had to realize there were my parents at sometimes didn't like me. Like the way my mom was treating me was if it was okay what he was doing, then it was okay. It was okay. You know what I'm saying? If you say that, oh, it's okay if my mom does this, then that means that the partner that you're allowed will talk to you like this as well. Right. Well, we attract the love you know? that we're used to and that we're comfortable with, and that we and then we don't even realize it's settling because it feels like love that you're familiar with, <laughs> and you have to kind of get out of your comfort zone to realize and really assess. Just because was this acceptable in childhood or whatever right. this past relationship is this the type of love the standard that I want to live by? Like you have to consciously choose those things, or else they will choose you for you because that's what you're used to every time. And so it's like. My imagination and the second start was like everything. I was like, well, I'm not going to fuck this shit up. Mm -hmm. And then got in a relationship right after that and almost fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> she 
bitches. And so it's it's crazy. You know, and, and you do a little bit better every time. But what I realize is that I'm going to make mistakes and things like that. But it's about getting up faster and not making the exact same mistakes and realizing quicker that this is not right for me. And so this has been a journey of understanding my intuition. And I feel like I would not have chose my intuition if he didn't pick for me. And for that, we always cool because my life is so amazing. It's hard. But it's so amazing and beautiful. And it's just like, bitch, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Like, it's so crazy. We live in a world that, you know, like, he would have to sign off for me to get my tubes tied still. Hmm. What? We live in a world you? like that. Yes. For your tubes to get tied? Because I'm 31. It's because Florida? It's, no. It's you know, are you still married? No. So, like, <laughs> you have to find a doctor that's willing to do Like, we live in a world like that, right? And in that world, I'm living this boss-ass life as a divorced woman with a child. And, like, do you know the numbers for, like, how much women like us make? And, and being able to come back after I made a, a choice that I could literally have stuck with and tried to make it work and... In 30 years, been like, no, we worked on our marriage. Ugh. Like, <laughs> no, we worked so hard. We worked so changed. hard. We like, so this story of struggle and wearing that shit with paint. Man, fuck that shit. Like, this is so much better. Right. Because <laughs> life gonna suck anyway. So why not make it suck with the shit I can choose from? Like, mm. I fucked with him for that, for real. For like, being like, bro, I don't want to do this. Say less. I felt relieved because I didn't have the balls to pick me. Well, the, the thing <laughs> is, is that like, it's crazy that we live in this society that almost tells us that you like a your happiness is not that important, mm. and second, you know, like you chose to be a mom and you chose to be a wife, so now you sacrifice and now you figure it out. And like it's like you said, there's almost this adopted understanding that if I choose motherhood and I choose marriage, then I have I've in some ways chosen to struggle, and sometimes it's not going to be hard. And obviously, it's not mm -hmm. I mean not going to be easy, and obviously, it's not always going to be easy. But it also gives us this narrative that we have to have some some huge explosion has to happen in order to not <laughs> fuck with somebody anymore, yeah. in order to grow out of something, in order to be like I'm I'm healed, I'm a different version of myself and I love you and but I'm also parting with you we live in this like this world where especially as women that if I just wake up today and say I don't feel like we're, I don't even feel motivated to work on this with you I'm not attracted to you I'm not getting fucked right it's not it's not Talk good it. it's not good enough <laughs> if I tell somebody I'm getting divorced because I'm not getting fucked right it's like oh that fucking slut you know what I'm saying you know what's crazy <sighs> Getting I right. was getting fucked right. That's another reason that, that shit. Well, that's was, usually why it confuses the, the fuck, fuck out, out of you. Because like, how could I be having great sex and still be unhappy? And still be unhappy. And mm. so it, it's like your perspective changes. Mm. But also, I mean, I just, I was like, damn, I really am in the right field. Because if I can make good sex good with somebody that, like, I ain't even fucking with like that, it just it makes you wonder what could it be like with the place where I'm supposed to be. Right. But that should you know only I mean? last like, so long. Like that should, as you heal and as you get more aligned with yourself like as you feel like you could have great sex but the the more you evolve like spiritually it doesn't matter how good that dick is it's mm -hmm. not going to feel good because I, yeah. I felt the same way about my baby daddy he was dicking me down and i was like i'll just hold on to this dick you know <laughs> Women, well, i'll just hold on to this this is a lot. Some good dick <laughs> <laughs> but it's like eventually like it doesn't matter like you're like fuck i still hate you <laughs> this dick is not enough to make me not fucking make it's making me miserable this good dick is making me miserable so you could fucking take them both you know, <laughs> you know what i mean it sucks that getting good dick is that fucking rare that women <laughs> will fuck. stay 
<laughs> just to get dick down. What a woman to do for orgasm. But but it's important too. I think like I wish I was like I wish in this evolution that I was like just more in tune with myself. I'm I'm grateful for the lessons because now I'm here. But like I. Like we, our pussies and our hearts and our minds are so compartmentalized yeah. that we forget that we need to integrate them and that they all matter, you know? And it's just like- I think that that actually sometimes is the problem, I'm gonna be honest. Okay, well, <laughs> speak, speak your mind, bitch. Speak when your, your pussy and your heart are compartmentalized, Ooh. that's when you make fucked up choices a lot of times. Sometimes you need to compartmentalize that bitch and yeah. say, this is what that she, and this I, is what that. What she want and what this one. Yeah, that's the problem. You, like she be thinking you, she in love because she, you know. What you see, girl? She <laughs> First time ever, and she's like, "Wow, it must I'm be my husband." No, it bitch. must be him. No, it was him. <laughs> I feel like the um, a lot of the a lot of the problems come from this timeline that we have that doesn't exist, or it's it's altered. Like a lot of times we don't we don't see stuff for what it really is, and so we see that we're in our thirties, and it's like, oh, I wish I hadn't made these mistakes or things like that. But in retrospect, if I expect to live this beautiful lifetime, 80, 90, 100 years old, and I'm taking care of my body, drinking my coconut water, you know what I'm saying? Getting the sunlight and all that stuff, really my prime is around 40, 50, you know what I mean? But, so these mistakes, they happen, to, I, mistakes at 20, like that's making sense. I. I see through the mistakes how I could have been kinder and how you just don't fucking know everything. Like women just are you some just, fucking oh. know-it-alls. I don't know shit. <laughs> Not Listen, women. And I receive that. We, you are, know? we are know-it-alls. And I, I think about <laughs> like, I think about how marriage is, it, it, there is a timeline that's fed to us that like we find our husband in our 20s we might get married at the end of our 20s, mm -hmm. 30s, maybe early 30s. And I think about like most people, I'm, I'm still... I'm still being introduced to myself. Yeah. I'm 35, you know, and I think about you getting married at 22 That's and crazy like having fuck. like just not knowing who you are, having unchecked traumas. And, you know, I know that you had a, you know, a challenging childhood that I don't know if you had even begun to unpack before entering into a marriage with someone and coming in and deciding to have creating a whole life with somebody, right. you know, and, and as, and as you know, and as we know, and if you're a mother listening, you know that when you have a child, like you can't, you, you start to be like, I can't hide from these anymore. Yeah. I have to face them. Yeah. My child was my biggest trigger and I didn't know what the word trigger meant. I didn't know every, something was wrong. Like my body was screaming, like literally inside understanding intuition as a woman. I understand that that is something, it's a gift. It's something I, it's just like the way that you pick up a seed and it turns into a tree. That shit is crazy magic. And there is intuition inside of us. And I, my intuition went off when I had my child because there was like, there was no way that everything that I believed before could be true. The way that I'm loving my child, the things that happened to me, I would kill somebody for, you know what I'm saying? And that's when I was like, oh, they got me fucked up. <laughs> now I got my now I can see because now, now like because guess what now well, I'm the protector and I, I'm the I know this would never he's happen. He's the core of my world now. At first it was when you were raised, you know, you're when you raised like it's like when you raised by robbers. If I was raised by some robbers and I became a robber, it'd be like, oh, robbers is cool. Like <laughs> the fuck, like, you can't tell though. me nothing bad about robbers because what you mean, my parents is a we robber. Steal, right? Like yeah, like because we're robbers yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So I was raised by these parents. They the center of my world. I'm a kid. I'm supposed. I love my. You know what I'm saying. I love my parents. Then I became a mother, and the role and my role in life switched. 
And so from my perspective, I was like, oh, everybody got me fucked like up. Like you and saw a little Samaya and you were like, no one protected you me. You got me. F- and more than that, I loved him in a way that I didn't even know I could love myself yet. Mm. Simply because of motherhood, which was intuition, which is a natural. I was born with that good in me, whether I wanted to be a mother or not. But as soon as I had him, oh, bitch, er- it was like law abiding citizen for households. When I tell you everything <laughs> fucking changed, I, I was like, yo, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to, like, how am I going to fix this? My life did not change until I had to put down a hard limit. Hey, I cannot deal or like cut off my parents. I'm talking about parents that I like, that I love, that I miss. Like, because fucking with you got me fucked up. I can't look myself in the mirror and I got shit I got to do. Like I'm responsible for him. And so I made that whole change. And ever since I've decided to be honest, everything that I want has dropped to me because this is my purpose to tell the fucking truth. Talk for people who can't fucking talk because I ain't got no fucking shame. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what it is. Like the things I have created from my truth, nobody gives a fuck who's Oprah's dad was that got her pregnant. But what you know is Oprah got pregnant by her dad and da 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 da. I was so worried about protecting their name, even in the midst of just sharing my story about to sit on my, my purpose and what I'm supposed to tell and what I'm supposed to do and what I'm supposed to change in rooms, protecting the people that did this thing to you. Holding secrets. Holding secrets. I'm so fucking tired of this is family business. No, bitch, it's, it's not, not. Molestation is not family, family business. business. And I'm such an honest person and a loud person. So, yeah, it's time to talk about it. It's, I'm, I'm done. I'm, it's time to talk about it and not out of, I want something bad to happen to you. It's about, we need to speak the fuck up because if we had spoke up about what marriage was really like and love was really like, I wouldn't have made some of those decisions either. Mm. But you're telling me that this is okay, that this is good. It's time to fix that because I want my child to have a fair shot of, I could not imagine hurting my child and holding all this in, that's hurting my child. Mm. It's something different. I can't bring a girl into this world knowing that I didn't do anything to make a change. Mm. Like, I, I can't. Um, in the book, we talk about forgiveness, and uh, I have an exercise in there that I, that I encourage you know, our reader to, to do. And the exercise is, I'm not going to share it because I want you to read the book. But, <laughs> but um, you know, a lot of times we want forgiveness from people that we will never get forgiveness from, you know? And people that are either dead Mm-hmm. Or that will never give it to you, will never admit to it, um, will, you know, placate you and just, you know, pacify you. Yeah. I'm just curious for you and your personal experience, like in, in your in your in your life, like is that a is there a forgiveness that you have been granted? And if not, how have you been able to to move forward in that? Or is it still a process? I forgave them a long time ago. I believe that me holding you accountable is not the same thing as me forgiving you. I'm still holding you accountable because I understand the boundaries and dedication of discipline to myself. Was there an admission though? Absolutely. Like, did they take accountability? It was all, it was all from the, which is why the situation is so fucked Confusing. up and how it's so manipulative because I always spoke up. I told the truth. I don't mean so, you. I mean, did, was there an yes, admission like of they, them? Like, it was always, this was always a known, okay thing. Oh, I know he did that. And like, this is not like a secret. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is a story of years later, me coming back and correcting a wrong. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to fix something. You know what I mean? And so I kept going and I kept wondering why I was having issues in life. I'm talking, I was hitting my head hard and I'm like, what? And I'm a person, I cannot sit with being unhappy. I don't do well with that. I would quit a job. I I can't do it. And I kept running into problems. Like it was intuition moving me. But you got, you know, I'm 18, I'm 19, so I don't, 
I'm just thinking life is fucked up, you know? And I'm, I'm hypersexualized for the wrong reasons. And I'm feeling these things and I'm getting married. Why? Because I want to feel protected. Mm. You know, this man is big. This man is old fashioned. This is safe. You know what I mean? I forgave them because you did what you, they, they, they made me safer than what they've experienced. You know, and that's that's a that don't mean it's good enough. No, it's not. You know, what I mean, learn me. That was me learning boundaries. Boundaries is, I understand, but fuck no. That's not and enough. I, I'm allowed to have both. I I intertwine them in my life the best way that I can. The things that they gave me that was good, we do those things. I I love food. That's the thing that I've I've tried not to like. I always say I hate to cook. My parents own a restaurant. I love cooking for the people that I love. I hate saying it, but I do. It makes me feel amazing. I love outside. I have a live-in van because <laughs> it was an amazing, you know, to fish with my dad is sometimes it's all the time. You know what I mean? My kid plays baseball. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? As much as I can intertwine with him, the thing, he doesn't know what he's learning is from some of those things. When he gets older, I'll explain them. But their love is not lost in my household, in my lineage, and my, my kids will know everything. But they made a mistake, and my boundaries, they crossed. Mm -hmm. And there was always space for us to forgive and work it out, but you can't do that and still drink and not get an AA and think I'm going to leave my kid around you. And you're doing the same things and repeating the same cycles after you told me that, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you need help. You need help. And I just made a choice that that's not the life I want to live. And if that means that we can no longer be that type of family and I have to have a chosen family, then that's what I choose because I have to live this life and I have to want to live. And if I don't want to live, then you got to go. Right. And at this point, I was just fighting wanting to live. So at this point, I had to let them go or, or y'all would have let me go. I, I'm, I just want to say, like, as your friend, I'm, like, super proud of you. Um, you know, we're not, like, we've been known each other for, like, three years or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, like, when, when we met and when I learned about you and we talked and we connected. And these are recent decisions that you've made. Like, this yeah. is not, like, years <laughs> of, like, I've cut, I've cut these people off that hurt me. Like, this is recent strides in your healing. And I just want to say I'm super proud of you because I've seen you do it. I've seen how difficult it is for you. I, I can't begin to imagine what that process is like but you know our parents are the first people that we have that are supposed to protect us our, our first examples of that and um naturally when we're raised and nurtured by people we 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 want to protect them and we want to love them and we want to stay in contact with them and we watch tv and we want to have happy households and do christmases and easters and shit and you know <laughs> and i know that's been a, a a big obstacle for you and have grandparents to our children and all these things yeah. and um, you know, for anybody listening and for you, like anyone who hurts you in a major way and continues to like display those types of behaviors, cut them the fuck off. It doesn't yeah. matter if they birthed you. It doesn't matter if you live with them your whole life. It doesn't matter if they fed you three, three squares a day. Like sometimes that's the lesson for those people. And I've seen you grow. I've seen you heal tremendously through that decision. And I knew that was a decision you were going to eventually make. <clears throat> and, um, Obviously, I'm never going to tell you what to do, but I, yeah. I see you. Uh, I know this is not a story that you always were, you know, willing to tell for, you know, a lot of reasons. But it's so fucking powerful, Samaya. Like, like you said, it's just like it heals other people and it heals you. And I've seen you grow and I've seen you, you know, like it's contagious. <laughs> it is. And like choosing yeah. yourself is revolutionary. And for your kid and, and to clear generational curses and like who fucking knows what they experience. And honestly, like not who cares, but who cares? You know what I mean? Like you, you, you just you do things, you decide to grow out of them. And if you don't, 
you got to cut people off, yeah. you know, and like you've decided to grow. You've chosen yourself and. And I pick him. And you sit and you, you choose <laughs> you, know? you. And by choosing you, you choose him. And like, look where we're sitting and look at, at all the things that you've accomplished. And like me and Erica always say that podcasting has been like the honesty through podcasting has really mm. truly been healing to us. But that shit is true. Like speaking your truth, especially for people who have been told, like, don't tell the business, like, shh, like, you yeah. know, black people, keep your, keep our business in the house. <laughs> don't go outside telling our business. Like, well, nigga, if crazy shit is going on in the house, what the fuck? Who am I supposed to tell? Well, you yeah. can't suffer in silence. Asking yeah. children to hold adult secrets is not cool. And it's not, you know, like, it's not having your child in mind. And when, when you don't protect your child, best believe they might not, they not, they should not protect you. Yeah. And so I just want to say, I'm really grateful for you. And I'm really, you know, for your, for your strength and your courage and for your voice, because it's important. And a lot of people need to hear it, including me. And so I'm just, I'm thankful. And, you know, even in our book, we talk about how our parents affected us and how we show up in relationships and how we parent. And I think sometimes we forget that we can change all those things. Yeah. Like we can actually edit our parents' parenting, you know, like this didn't work out for me, mom. I saw you curse my dad out 4,000 times. I saw you kick his ass. And now I don't want to be a married, I don't want to be a wife, you know, like this isn't. I'm good. You know, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm, and I'm, my parents are still the fuck married with their crazy asses. But like I, you know, I'm just grateful that we as women have all tapped into our voices and our honesty and our vulnerability and chosen to show up as ourselves so that it can change our own lives. And and obviously it has. I'm grateful for, well, first of all, I received that. Thank you. I am grateful for you guys. To me, you guys are the coolest girls. <laughs> like y'all are, and I know it sounds like so corny, but I'm a corny ass bitch. Get with it. I'm fine though too. <laughs> corny, <laughs> but fine. corny and fine is y'all are just such amazing energy and some. And when I found you guys, where you guys were in your motherhood and you know in your journey, was like you know what that's something I love. And I was like, hey, you want to be my friend? And y'all was like, fuck yes. <laughs> so yes to that nice girl energy and yes to saying you want to be cool too. Good, come be with us and being amazing and always teaching me stop fucking apologizing. Like y'all have gotten me together to the point that it's rubbing off on my friends. Hey, we don't apologize. We tell you what's going on and motherfuckers respect it. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. And y'all have taught me that. Don't come over. Don't come to our retreat apologizing for shit. <laughs> Just don't. let your titties hang. Damn. <laughs> like, don't start apologizing. Somebody. Like, and it's okay. And I've always been accepted to be me while you guys authentically be y'all. And it's so crazy because I say, these are my hippie friends. And my friends think I'm the hippie friend. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> when, when good moms come around, it's like, no, these are my hippie friends. They're the ones who like, look, be you. Be you, however the you and type A and how many or how many lists do you need to tell us who you are? So my, okay, I'll look at all the lists. Okay. <laughs> like it's just support and it's just beautiful. And I hope you guys just understand what you guys are doing. You're showing other people that they can do it. Watching you guys do it told me that, okay, whatever my story is, I can throw it into a show as well. I can throw it into other podcasts. You know, you guys have done it. Like, okay. I'm so proud of you for showing other women that. Thank you. And thank you. I'm proud of you. Your podcast is the bomb, girl. If you guys haven't <laughs> checked it out, please go check out Samaya's podcast. We were just on it last week. Yes. So make sure you go check us out on Not Another Sex Podcast, too. Book tour. It just feel like you money. Know, I, I was just thinking. Yeah. I was just. I was just thinking about you know us agreeing that we were going to be friends and how like <laughs> how weird that is. And it's but like I think if more women just said that out loud to people that they want to be friends Look with. Here, I want to be friends with like, you. Like I want to like just say if you're listening right now and you might think this is weird, but the next time you meet a bitch who you want to be your friend, just tell her. 
Yeah. We should be friends. We should be friends. And you also, know, and it's and if she can't receive that, then that girl not your friend anyway. Yeah. But I think that if we just felt braver in yeah. that way and, and took that initiative, like there would be so many more female friendships. And I really do think female friendships is like the key to like saving the world. And, and we've been separated and, and pitted against each United. other. And, when, and, and you know, our whole shit is like when women come together, we're more, more, we're more powerful. And it's the truth. It's not just like fun to say. It truly yeah. is a thing. But we have to like take the step. We have to like like you reach the olive branch out and, and stop playing this narrative in our minds that you can't trust women, mm. that we don't fuck with women. Yeah. Because, yeah, there are some untrustful people, period. Right. Their people will hurt you. Right. Men will hurt you, and you still in that nigga's still bed. Still trying to suck that dick, and you dick. still <laughs> choking on that dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did do a couple of fucked up things. <laughs> this will help everything. <laughs> I feel like um, women also have to see themselves, and one thing that I think you guys were the first women that I saw myself in that I thought were cool as fuck. Like, but that was me accepting who I was, which was Samaya. You're, you know, and you know, you've heard my voice get louder over time, but at first it started off. Samaya, you're kind of cool, and you doing a damn thing with sexual essentials, and then boom, you guys walked into, or internet linked into my life, we were in COVID at this time, and it's just like, um, seeing yourself and acknowledging that, don't be afraid to, you know, don't feel intimidated, you guys, like, maybe saying the elephant in the room here, but other women sometimes don't reach out to other women because we feel intimidated, because we feel like, well, because they are like this or this successful, they wouldn't want to hang out with, with me. me. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't talk to my friend like that, y'all. Like, <laughs> do better. And when I say my friend, I'm talking about you. So be kinder to yourself. And every time I'm around you guys, I'm always reminded to be kinder to myself and slow down. So that's beautiful. Well, think, talking about the internet and just like the journey of me learning more about sexual essentials, you know, I, I've shared the story before that Samaya invited me to her dick sucking class. <laughs> and I happened to be at my homegirl's house at the time. And I was like, oh shit, tonight's my friend's dick sucking class. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, yeah. She's like, are you sucking dick? Like, we have to suck dicks. And I was like, I actually have no idea what we're doing in this class. I, I know that I should have bought, I was, I had the option to buy like a, a toy, but it, it didn't happen. And now we're here and I'm at your house. So we're going to figure it out. We're, we're just going to log on. And we logged on to your class and I was mind blown at A, I, the community <laughs> that you have. It was pages and pages of like, you know, when you go on Zoom, you got the pages, pages and pages and pa I was like, of women how many bitches are in. in this class? Super tuned in. Like, I mean, this is the queen of Patreon herself, but I was just like, whoa, <laughs> I had no idea. But but it shouldn't have surprised me because pleasure and learning, learning how to a please, is, you know, as women were nurturers and. There's a good part of this and there's also a bad part because I feel like sometimes our our our, our lust or our, our not lust, our desire to learn is a lot of times outside of our own pleasure. It's just because we just want to please the man. Mm -hmm. We want to please the man. Which I'm sure there were some bitches in there for that, trying to save relationships, save marriages and all <laughs> types of shit, right? But then there's also like the woman who just wants to just be just be sexual. the best sexual yeah. pleaser of her mm -hmm. just of all time so that she can please and get pleased back. But I was just so mind blown at all the women there and, and 
and and the command i mean i shouldn't be mind blown but i didn't know what kind of educator you were so i was super <laughs> i was just super impressed like you commanded the room and you just got the bitches together okay and the got and gave us real tools like that really have changed I'm my still sex using life these tools to this day <laughs> they literally have changed my like you guys you need to go check out Samaya's patreon i'm not the windshield, kidding the windshield yes the windshield yes and the, the yawn all the things anyway so you know speaking of pleasure and women tapping into pleasure i'm just curious like so after after motherhood and now mm. you're single and you know able to explore i know you guys were you guys were Kind of, you guys were poly in your relationship towards the end of the I was movie. always poly. He was giving me an opportunity to expand in the to relationship. To expand. So we did try some things at the end. But me also being fully poly means that I can commit to another person. And so, you know, when you don't know, I, at this point, I think that it was just a lot of Hail Marys trying to give her what she really wants, which is I'm a polyamorous person. And, you know, we tried some things. So, anyways, yeah. Are you still poly? <laughs> Yeah, it's who I am. Whether I end up in a monogamous relation or relationship or not, I am a. I can lover. love many people. Yeah, I don't really care about men, women. Anything. I I'm a lover, so yeah. I'm just curious, like how you were able to kind of step back into um, your sensuality and your sexuality in this new space of like introducing new a new energy into your life, meaning dating and, and having sex with other people, like. Was that a seamless transition for you because you've always just been kind of more sexually liberated, more open? Because mm -hmm. a lot of women, you know, including myself, like after you have like a, a divorce or a breakup, like that transition into, you know, finding out, finding new sources of pleasure can feel really intimidating. Like, was it like, a, were you just like back in, popping, <laughs> or like, did you have a hoe phase, or like, what was, what was, what was Samaya after? Divorce. divorce. Yeah. <laughs> um, Samaya after divorce was pretty similar to Samaya after child. So after I had um, my son, I made a choice to keep my sexuality, um, which was I didn't really have the desire to be sexual right after, but I made a choice and put it on my schedule that I was going to rub my coochie. And this is what I was, because I had heard these horror stories that people like lose the urge to want to fuck. Me. And that scared the shit out of me. Mm. Scared the shit out so of me. So you literally had scheduled I would just masturbate. Time. Like, I didn't, because what I realized it was like, like an alarm was set. Yes. Like, it's, <laughs> it's always like sucking dick and all that shit has always been friend. on my calendar. Really? I'm Suck, a wait, thorough bitch in everything. Sucking dick is on your, on your and calendar. And guess what? You know how much better you do it when it's already in your mind and you knew that you had to do it versus you being tired and somebody lay down and be like, oh, you want to suck my dick and I wasn't expecting it? How often is it on your calendar? Like once a week, twice Depending a week? Depends on how much do I like you. You hear that? You do hear that, married ladies? Well, and, well, if and you like someone, is it like four times a week? It depends how much we're seeing each other. But also, I like to suck dick. I, so do I. I love it. I do too. You have pretty lips. I would, it looks like a thing. Yeah, I love it. I like to suck dick, but honestly, like I know the guys like it messy. But I'm like, if I throw up on your dick, you're going to be really... I'm messy every time. I know. I'm like, but I feel like if, I, I want it to be messy they like too, it. but there's you, a thin line. I've thrown like, up on dick. Up on I've, you. I've asked. I just I asked because I realized that everybody don't like everything the same. And so like one of... And it's also sexy. It's almost like with women with consent. Like at, getting consent is sexy. Like when they ask, can I kiss you? I don't like when I, people ask if they can kiss me. You, well, you also like threesome kisses and stuff. Like you <laughs> have a different version of kissing that you prefer, and I respect three way kissing. Three way is my kissing. Thing. So you know, it's never, it's not, it's mm -mm, for you, okay. and I get that. But We're different, I, I see. Yeah, it's just a little different. But for me, I feel like with men, it's kind of the same thing. How do you like your dick sucked? And it's like, I matter. 
You mm. know what I mean? Mm. And we have to remember like the same stuff we're teaching ourselves with them. Well, just like not all pussies are licked should be eaten the same. Yeah. Same with yeah. dick sucking. We have Absolutely. to offer extend the same invitation to the men that we share our mouths with. Absolutely. So <laughs> I I just I made it a priority. I'm just a person that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. That's just the type of person I am, period. So if I say I'm going to run my coach. And also, if you're telling me that there is a chance that, I, and mind you, this is what I was studying. You know what I'm saying? I've always been a sexual person. So before I even got into the business, I knew that when y'all said that my coochie may dry up, I started listening. <laughs> like, because when I tell you my vagina was like baby powder pussy dry for like a year, I felt, you telling me I birthed the the gift of life, and this is what you took from me? I felt betrayed, like bamboozled, hoodwinked. Like, you got me fucked up. <laughs> and so I was like, but I, I also knew that I, I've always been a three-orgasm girl. So, like, if, if I'm sitting down to masturbate, I'm not getting up until I have at least three orgasms. What I realized is that if, if I, before, yeah, before even the sex, I would be, like, wet, and that was great. Well, I'm more like a creep. Anyway, so it, it would be there. But then I realized after the baby, it wasn't on the first one. And so I was really discouraged and embarrassed. And you know what I'm saying? But then I realized one day I happened to have sex after masturbating. And I realized I just needed more time. Mm. I just need more time. I just, you, it was like being in a, like living in Miami and then living like in snow. And it's just like, just let the car warm up. It still works. I'm just, so happy you said this because I think a lot of women and men don't realize, and this might not be true for all women. I know that like my what, my, what I needed sexually after I had a child was different than what I needed before. Yes. Like yes. what, literally what my pussy wanted. And also what I wanted as a woman. As a woman. Right, that too. I started desiring people to do things for me. Mm -hmm. And that shit got my pussy wet. The words you were saying stopped working because I'm a mom now, bitch. What are you that, doing are you about that action. I need action. You know what I'm saying? Action. So there, there was that. But also just doing it with myself. I was like, so it's not even just all like another person. It's also j just me alone. I wasn't, I was getting wet again. I just realized now it took about three orgasms before it's like super, super wet. So just understanding that. And then also it did come back, right? But also, you know, it's like going to the gym. You never, you, some, you might not want to do it, but have you ever regretted it after you did? But also, if you've never had an orgasm, you're like, well, I don't like doing it. It's frustrating. You might be frustrated because you got blue pussy. You have not ever had an orgasm. If you're listening and you're not sure if you've ever had an orgasm, the odds are you haven't. That, that's the odds. Like, it's just like taking a shit. You know if you shit your pants. Like, mm, that wasn't a fart. That was more. Like, you would know. Like, so with an orgasm, it can feel, you'd be like, oh, sex feel good. Orgasm is, it could feel good. But when it's orgasm, you'll know. Okay, so anyways, this is the part where you take my master classes. Like this, this is you have to take this the part. You have to take master because this is what. Wait, this we is the part about. where you take the master class. But also, I just want to say, if you do suffer <laughs> from dry pussy, you guys, and there is, and you, you know, that's a thing you for you. It's especially like postpartum, just at any point, period. Mm -hmm. B vitamins is the shit. B vitamins what? is literally saving pussies around the world. It's a black owned company and I vouch for them myself. My pussy's not dry, but now it's extra wet, 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 wet. Mm. My pussy's wet and now it's wet, 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 wet. And I know when to pull that bitch out because I'm like, let me show this motherfucker a little something. I'm like, you got panties like, on? Are you sitting on the couch? No. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. Wet, 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 coochie. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. I, you know, I will be honest. I didn't, 
I didn't pack any panties this trip. Whoa. <laughs> Why? You forgot? Or it was on purpose? I didn't, I didn't do enough laundry. It's a long story. I don't really wear panties that often anyway, but the point is, V Vitamins, <laughs> use our code, GMBC10, get a discount, and have a wet, wet pussy, and up your sex life. Because even if you have a wet pussy, it's going to make it wet, wet, wetter. And if you're going on a date, you have a date night plan, something special, a vacation, I don't know, toss it in the bag, and then thank us later. But it really does work. <laughs> One day we got to talk about, you know, wet pussies and creamy pussies, because I think that also women have different, not think, I know that women have different consistencies with secretions. Well, you yes. know, it, it, it has, so, it has a lot know. to do with your ovulation. Usually if it's creamy, mm -hmm. niggas pull out. That's when they're ovulating. But if it's clear and that little like sticky mm -hmm. clearness, then you're not ovulating. And then it's, I don't take this from me. I wouldn't say, I'm not going to tell you to, that she not is in not, it. I just want to say that she's not a medical expert. <laughs> so if you get pregnant listening to Mila, do not come for us, bitch. No, this is. No, you got to add the excerpt on the end. But it's your life. Do what you want. I am here to say, shut the fuck up. It's true. But it's your life. Do what you want. Just add that on the end, and it resolves you eventually. If it's a if it's a creamy smell, odorless, thicker discharge, it's probably because you're ovulating. Now, if there's a smell, that's a different issue. You need to go see a doctor. No, you need to go use your vitamins because that also helps with the smell. Okay, or you need to see a medical professional. But she's like, I think you should go somebody for this. The B vitamins don't cure that then you need to go see a medical professional, but just general creamy, non-odorless is probably ovulating and you shouldn't get nutted in. Mm -mm. Anyway, back to the regular program. I love the the the, the range. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a good book. This is going to be a good book. The book is really good, and I'm not going to say it just because we wrote it, but it really is good. I was like, I can't miss any of these points. This is very important. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Pussy, wait, got wait, it. Pussy, yeah. Yes. Don't um, ask the question. Okay, so then, oh, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. asked. So, yeah. so yes, go. So was it so easy? Chose, to, was it easy yeah. get, getting back into your pleasure? Was it uncomfortable dating with a child? It um, is always uncomfortable dating with a child. That's one because I don't <laughs> like to split any of my time. The time that I have them, I already have my child fifty percent of the time, and that's not my choice. And when I think about those numbers, that shit fucks me up. Scary. Like you're telling me I have my child half of his life, and I'm his mother. Um, so I don't date while I have my child, but. Um, sex wasn't difficult because I was I ended up dating the guy who was my boyfriend in my marriage. So we were already comfortable and him and my husband were already cool and stuff like that. So like he was even encouraging it because he ain't want me to be dating no new people either. Like because that's your kid around somebody new. Um, so that, you know, lasted for a while. But since then, it has been very fucking hard because <laughs> now I'm not dating. I have a new set of boundaries and standards and things I want for myself. But also I've been lusting after me. Like, I've been allowing myself to explore seeing me. And, like, I turn myself on a lot. and But also it works out because I'm busy. This content house shit, like, mm. is whooping my ass. But now we open it. So now I'm ready for dates. She's available for dates. Single and ready to mingle. I'm an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> she likes long, long walks on the beach, a very organized yeah. date with lots of plans. <laughs> Maybe even the itinerary. She Ooh, would I love, love if you sent her an itinerary. And maybe even a wardrobe stylist and makeup artist before the itinerary begins. And don't oh. be late or else she will dump you. <laughs> now, that's not true. I have grace, but we would have to reschedule with a new itinerary. <laughs> no, girl. He was three minutes late, so I had to do something else. I went to sleep. I masturbated. <laughs> you guys, we came to, we got to Samaya's house. I mistakenly texted her that we were getting here the wrong day at 5 a.m. <laughs> 
And as we walked to the door, I was like, oh my God, this bitch is going to kill us at it 5 a.m. It was dark. It was outside. 5 a.m. I'm like, I thought I'd die. She's like, I thought you said, I was like, I thought we left tomorrow. I was like, if one person's going to beat our ass, it's going to be motherfucking Samaya because she did not plan for this shit. We pulled up to the house. <laughs> like, the security is thick here, so don't even <laughs> think about it. Don't even think about it, okay? I'm going to let you know now. I know this Atlanta and there's robbers and shit. <laughs> Don't even think about it, okay? We pulled up. I was like, oh, shit, we're being recorded. It was like, you are being recorded. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, she's gonna kill us. We pull, as my opens the opens the door, half sleep with her blue Versace robe, <laughs> hair perfectly coiled in her little coils and shit. She's throwing shit, eyes closed. Here, go get in there. <laughs> like perfect. Just lay down. And I was like, Mila, she's gonna fucking kill us. Get I was like, sleep. I know we might not be friends tomorrow. <laughs> I woke them up organizing. It was, she did. She just like, came in the room. I was like, what is she like, doing? She's like, Warren's going to be here at 9 a.m. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's never late. I was like, okay. <laughs> He's never late. Bitch, <laughs> Warren is... I was like, this ain't even about me. Warren is never late. <laughs> she sure as did at 8.50. That bitch came to wake us the fuck up. You all need to move. Like, okay. <laughs> Look, I'll be organized. I like, you know, I like the details. I like the, you know, all the... De- you want a picture? You want a drink? Like, I love the aesthetic. And I do, I do. I think we deserve it. Like, you're a goddess. We We're don't. goddesses. We deserve all the goddess things. Um, <laughs> before <laughs> before we move on, I wanted to ask Ellie. you, and this is going to be strictly for Patreon because <coughs> you can't get all the gems for free. But before we get out of here, because I know we got to go, there's three things. Okay. Number one, do you have an affirmation that you can share with us? <sighs> If you don't, I can share one from the book. Oh, you want to share one from the book? I have one. Okay. Um, Just because we talked about a lot of important things today. We share manifestations in the book. Um, And one of the manifestations that I wanted to share with you all, just one, because you got to read the book. But this comes from chapter one. And it says, I will not let my past fears and traumas limit the beautiful experiences manifesting in my present gorgeous existence. Mm. I love that. I will not not let my past fears and traumas traumas limit the beautiful beautiful experiences manifesting in my present gorgeous existence. Which basically Mm. means whatever happened yesterday is yesterday. And you can build new life. You can build new systems in your body, new Mm -hmm. responses, and new relationships. And you have the power. So whatever doesn't serve you, release it, let it go, let them go, and forgive and move on. Start over as many times as you need to. Amen. And we pulled a card at the top of the show, and Samaya pulled a card, and she pulled the world card. And the world card means, Samaya, represents completion, Mm. integration, accomplishment, Mm. and travel, bitch. It's time to take a vacation. Maybe you you need to come out to the Mexico Good Vibe Retreat. First of all, you know when y'all was talking about it and y'all said rose quartz? Y'all know that I'll be rubbing my pussy to some rose quartz. I got to rub my pussy on that beach. Well, come bring your rose quartz and rub Mm. your pussy on the rose quartz at the Good Vibe Retreat. Next Mm -hmm. to the ocean. That sounds powerful. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yes, so those are the things that it represents. And uh, when the world card appears in a tarot reading, you are glowing with a sense of wholeness, achievement, fulfillment, and completion. Hello, SE Content House. Completion. (laughs) A long-term project, period of study, relationship, or career has come full circle, and you are now reveling in the sense of closure and accomplishment. 
This card could represent graduation, a marriage, a birth of a child, achieving a long-held dream or aspiration. You have finally accomplished your goals or purpose. Everything has come together and you are in the right place, doing the right thing, achieving what you have envisioned. You feel whole and complete. More literally, the world can mean world travel, particularly, particularly on a large scale. You may be lucky enough to embark on a six-month overseas trip or are working, studying, or living overseas for an extended period. This card reinforces universal understanding and global awareness, and you will find a new appreciation for people and cultures from across the world. I receive all of that shit. <laughs> okay. I feel like in all a few years, that. all of us are going to live out, out of the country. I think that you all are going to buy a vacation house, and I'm going to buy a vacation house, and then we're going to swap weekends. Yeah, and we already, bought, we already bought land. So, so we, we're building our house in Costa Rica, so you're more than welcome to come, of course. And then wherever you buy yours, house. we'll definitely swap. I'd love that. Yeah. Okay, I gotta find, I, I got to find a city, because, you know, I always loved a Malibu house, but y'all live out there, so now i got to get another we'll one. We'll come to your Malibu house. I'm like, <laughs> we, you know, that, that like, on the on the cliff, like, up there, you yeah. know, I need I need bouginess. Like, I need, I need, like, a modern, rustic, like... But mm -hmm. I feel yeah. your aesthetic, though. I'm like, okay, no, I, I, I see the aesthetics. I'm like, bitch, I'm going to be your husband. <laughs> Look here. I'm your husband Listen, now. I'll marry you. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas better watch out. <laughs> and then one more last question before we wrap up. Um, so our final part in the book is called Revelation, which is obviously a play on revelations because um, we're rebels. <laughs> so we wanted to ask you, what is your revelation? Something that a, a, a divine epiphany understanding that you discovered through, you know, just being true to yourself and being rebellious. I am a greedy bitch. <laughs> I am As greedy. you should be. The truth is, is that I, I want to be treated all girly and, and things like that. And I want to live this, you know, quote unquote soft, soft life. life. And, but I also want to work hard as fuck and live in crazy schedules and organize, but also I want to camp and disconnect. And I also want to be married for years and I kind of want a daughter and I'm really scared that I want that. And I'm trying to give my, I'm giving myself permission to not be sure. And I also want to still have slutty experiences and I still want my male, male, female threesome. And I am not bending or backing down from any of that. And I'm a greedy bitch. And yes, it don't add up. But this is my life. <laughs> no, it adds up. This Sounds is, about added up. I want everything. I want it all. And I've decided. And I'm okay with it. And mm. you can have it all. And so you will have it all. I'm, Sounds about a revelation to me. I All of it. Yes. That. Well, thank you, friend. I always love sitting down with you. It's always such a great, insightful conversation whenever we sit with you. Um, can you tell our audience all the things that you have going on, where they can find you? Also, we'll link everything in the description. But Absolutely. Thank you. This was an amazing conversation. I'm so excited for you guys. Please keep doing everything because... I need to look forward and know what else I can dream about and make happen. And you guys are doing that. So um, very excited. You guys can definitely follow the Something Extraordinary Content House on the socials, SE Content House. You can follow the podcast, Not Just Another Sex Pod. Um, you can find my personal, Maya Bugsy, M-I-A-B-U-G-G-Z-Y. And all of my links, I'm going to send them my link tree and all of that will be there. So please make sure you check out the podcast. They have been a guest. Um, check out the page. Patreon because they have been a guest. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see some spread legs and sex bar spreader bars 
and um, those four play and vaginal orgasm classes that we talked about, as well as the master classes. You guys can use code NJASP for 50% off any of the master classes that they were discussing um, Dick Writing 101, Mouth Masterclass, um, or the Masturbation and Squirting 101 class. And tap in and go buy my girl's book. Okay. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. Pre orders matter. So. Tap in, yes. definitely tap in. This is Maya. If you haven't pre-ordered our book, please go check out A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices. It's in your local bookstore. Possibly. By the time this comes out, it will be not on pre-order. It will be like, go get that motherfucking book. It will be, it will be a New day. York it's, bestseller by the time yeah. this one comes out. By the time out. you hear this, this will be a New York Times mm -hmm. bestseller. So it's pick in, your it's, copy. It's in Target or at your black, local black-owned bookstore. Make sure, you, make sure you join us at the Good Vibe Retreat again in July. It's July 2nd and July 12th. Wait, no. July 5th and July 12th. <laughs> um, make sure you check us out on tour. Follow us on Good Moms, Bad Choices on all platforms. And make sure you rate and review us. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a comment. And make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews matter. Comments matter. You help elevate black creators because, you know, these white people be taking over. Is, <laughs> you go listen to Samaya's previous episode. I talk about how my <laughs> daughter thinks I don't like white people. I swear I do like white people. But I'm just saying. Support black Support women. black people. She's like, this might be why <laughs> <laughs> she feels away. You Love can go, you listen to go listen to our other episodes so you can hear the full circle yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Go check yes. out our episode with Samaya. And we love you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.